I'm standing this far back and it's really loud. Can you hear me now, please? Huh? Yeah, because it's really loud. Shouldn't be able to hear me this far back. Okay, thank you. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful to be here today? 
Amen. It is great to be in the house of the Lord. It's great to see each and every one of y'all's smiling faces. Did y'all notice in that, uh, in that wonderful video that we had there, it asked if you have smiled today. Have you? Uh, you know, it looks like some have. You know, Wanda gave me some uh, <laughs> zots. That is some very sour candy. That is nasty stuff. Oh, looks like some of y'all have sucked on a couple of those this morning. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's go ahead and let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much, dear Lord, for this beautiful day that you have given to us. God, as we have come into your house and as we join together, God, we join together with one heart. We're at one table, worshiping the one and true God. And as we do that, dear Lord, we know that we have joined together in corporate with all the churches across this community of Rock Hill and the state of South Carolina and even the United States as we worship and praise you as the God of creation. And God, today as we do that, God, I pray that you would receive our words and our songs as a sweet incense unto you. As we glorify you in everything that we say and everything that we do, we lift up our voices to you in praise and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. have a couple of announcements for you this morning. Uh, don't want to take a lot of time, but if you would uh, look uh, your bulletin that we have for you, uh, the uh, Women of Worth, their uh, yard sale is going to be this coming Saturday, June the 12th, and it begins at 6 o'clock in the morning. So please uh, you know, be mindful of that. But for any of you that do not have anything whatsoever to do during the week, there's a lot of things that's downstairs that needs to come upstairs to be ready for the yard sale. And there also need to be pricing. So if you can get in touch with Peggy Sadler, and know or, or find out more times as far as availability to be able to help accomplish that. That would be wonderful for us. Also, on the July the 4th, we will be having a celebration service. It is Freedom Sunday, and we will have one service, and that service will begin at 11 o'clock. And then following the service, we'll have a picnic, and then we'll have a concert uh, then as well. So, uh, you know, be mindful of that. Be encouraged by that as we celebrate this and begin to invite your friends, your neighbors, and even the people that you don't like. Just have them all to come, okay? So uh, we're going to be able to have a great time on that service. There's more announcements that's in there, so just be mindful of all of those. All right, so are we ready to praise and to worship God with our voices in song? If we are, let us stand to our feet as we open up our hearts and our mouths and lungs. And as we praise God from the bottom of our feet to the top of our head, in the depths of our heart, we praise Him this morning. Let's give thanks to Him this morning. Forever He is faithful. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King, His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things, His 
Keep up with us. <laughs> Let's give worship and praise this morning. 
what a fellowship, what a joy to buy, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. I didn't lose you yet, right? All right, well, how sweet to walk. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed the peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning. Safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen. Did we lose y'all with that? It was a little fast, I realized that. But I'm trying to make sure we're getting the blood pumping this morning so we can be prepared for what God has prepared for us this morning. Amen? We've got to make sure we're ready. We're going to make sure we're willing and able. All right. So let's continue to worship and talk about his love for us this morning, that no matter how far we could run, no matter how far we can go, that we can never escape the presence of God, the presence of Jesus, and his arms are forever wrapping around us this morning. So let's continue and worship and sing with us so we can lift it up this morning. I was lost, I was in chains, the world had a hold of me, my heart was a stone, I was covered in shame, when he came for me, I couldn't run, I couldn't run, couldn't run, from his presence I couldn't run couldn't run from his arms Jesus he loves me he loves me he is for me Jesus how can it be he loves I'll never be the same I stepped out of the dark And into the light When he called my name I couldn't run, couldn't run From his presence I couldn't run 
from his heart. Jesus, he loves me. He loves me. He is for me. Jesus, how can it be? He loves me. He is for me. He holds the stars and he With healing hands that bear the scars The rugged cross where he died for me My only hope, my everything Jesus, he loves me Love, do you feel that he is here this morning? I pray as we worship and go out through this service, let's continue to welcome the spirit in. So, this song that we're going to play in worship, it's we haven't done it in a while, but it's called The Creed. This I believe. And if you haven't heard this song, just listen to the words because it ultimately just it paints it out like everything, everything, what it does, it just the passion that it gives into following and believing in Christ and believing in God. And if you know it, please lift your breath and lift everything up to him this morning as we give worship and praise to him. Our Father everlasting the all-creating one, God Almighty. Through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name of Jesus. Our judge and our defender. Our judge and our defender suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in you. Descended into darkness, 
you rose in glorious life forever seated high I believe I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son I believe in the Holy Spirit our God is three in one I believe in the resurrection that we rise again for I believe in the name of Jesus here we go sing I believe and I believe in you and I believe you rose again and I believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Let's lift it up. I believe. And I believe in you. And I believe you rose again. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in life eternal. I believe in life eternal, I believe in the virgin birth, I believe in the saints' communion, and in your holy church. I believe in resurrection, when Jesus comes again, for I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name of Jesus, for I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you believe this morning? If you listen to the words of that song, it's just so powerful. So, now we're thinking this is over, but it's not. We've actually got a very special coming for you guys, and I hope you're ready for it because I'm ready for it. Anyway, we're going to have Mariah come forward. And I may be a little biased, but I think she's going to knock your socks off, so. When the best of me is barely breathing. 
She did an awesome job. Next time we're going to put you after the message so I don't have to follow you. Is that okay? Wow. She did a great job. She did a great job. That is a powerful song as well. And she did a wonderful job. As we come to this and as we continue to worship and to praise God, uh, today is the fourth and the last in the series that we have on love. And through this, we have began, or we started off in talking about God's love. Today, we will deal with eternity, or the E. I gave you the, the answer, the E, which is eternity, or eternal. Now, whenever we think about eternity, and we think about God being eternal, there's two trains of thoughts whenever we come to this, but first... Let's go to this passage of Scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. 
And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, for me, I would love for it to grammatically be written in this manner, where it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But it's not that way for us. But if we look back into the original language that it's written in, into Hebrew, we would find that the the is not in there to begin with, but the word for God would be plural. So what it's telling us is that in beginning, gods created the heavens and the earth. Now it's not multiple gods as in we worship or we deal with more than one god. There's only one God, but it's introducing to us the Trinity as in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are all three here mentioned in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. But whenever we're talking about eternal, we need to define that, right? So for those of you that are of the older persuasion, you would go to Webster's Dictionary to look up the definition for eternal. For the newer ones, we would, we would go to Google, right? There's people that's here in the service now that have their phones out and they're Googling, uh, you know, what is the definition for eternity. But if you're like me, I sit in my office and I say, Alexa, what's the definition for eternal? And it gives me a definition for eternal. And then it says, hey, if, it doesn't say hey. It says if you want more just ask for extended definitions, and it will give me four other definitions for eternal or eternity. And in every one of those different definitions, it tells me that eternity is the absence of time. And I would pose that eternity is the absence of time and space. So whenever we're looking at this and we see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We have the two trains of thoughts. Some people believe that nothing created something out of nothing. So you got that? Nothing created something out of nothing. If you have nothing, you create nothing. Nothing can create something without nothing. Kind of makes sense to us, right? If you have a bag full of nothing and you open it up, it's still a bag full of nothing. If you have something in the bag and you open it up, then there's something there. We believe, Christianity, Christians believe, should believe, that creation or something creates something out of nothing. So you got it? Something, God, because he was in the beginning, he is eternal, so he is without Or he is outside of time and space. He is the something that created something, the heavens and the earth, out of absolutely 
nothing. He spoke it, and it was there. The eternalness of God is beyond our capability. Because, see, He is beyond time and space. So whenever we're looking at this and we're thinking, because this is part of the, of the series about God's love. God's love for us is something that we cannot truly comprehend because it is beyond time and space. It has absolutely no boundaries whatsoever. We, as human beings, are bound by time and by space. We're a time and we live in a particular space. You can say the space is earth. You can say that the space is heaven, the universes. You can actually say that space would be this body that we live in. This body that we live in is a mortal body. There will come a point in time that this body will cease to exist. But God is eternal. He is outside of time and outside of space. Therefore, there is no time limit to him. There is no boundaries that he is bound by. He is outside of those. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 13 gives us this information. It says, from eternity to eternity, I am God. From eternity to eternity, I am God. Revelations chapter 1, verse 8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. He is eternal, always to be, always existing. Now, I told you that the word for God in the Hebrew is plural because it deals with the Trinity. So if God is, is eternal then that means that Jesus Christ is eternal. We find in John chapter 1, as John introduces Jesus Christ to us, I think he does a great job in doing this and introducing him to us. He does it in this manner. He says, in the beginning, the Word, Jesus Christ, already existed. The Word... Jesus Christ was with God, and the Word, Jesus Christ, was God. So Jesus Christ is eternal, eternal in nature, as in He was here before time, and He is here during time, and He will be here after time. He is eternal. Now, 
Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 states it this way for us. It says, He, Jesus Christ, His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and just from the throne of His ancestor David for all of eternity. We know that this is a passage of Scripture where Isaiah is prophesying about the Messiah. And we know that Jesus Christ has fulfilled all of the things, all of the requirements to be the Messiah of the world. So we know that this passage of Scripture is talking about Jesus Christ. But then we have to pause for a moment because it says says a couple of things in here. That we might miss, it says that his government and its peace will never end. His government and his peace will never end. This is where the Pharisees or the Jewish believers have issues with. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross, right? His rule ended. But wait a minute. How can something that is eternal stop to exist? How can Jesus Christ as being eternal stop to exist? He is still reigning today. He is at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for each and every one of us. He is still in control of everything that happens here on this earth. His eternalness never ends. It can't. Then he wouldn't be eternal. So we look at this and we see this, but then we have to question, well, Why in the world is there so much pain and heartache in this world today if he is still reigning in his eternal reign? Because we are still in this mortal body. We are still living on this mortal world that has to die at some point in time. Do you not get it? Do you not grab a hold to it? This earth, as scripture says, that this earth will be consumed by fire. And that a new heaven and a new earth is going to come down. This earth has to stop existing in the manner that it is for it to be eternal. The same way with this body. There is an expiration date on every single person in every single body that has ever been born or ever will be born or that is existing right now. There is a time limit on this body. It is mortal. But wait a minute. This message is not all about doom and gloom. This is great stuff for us, okay? Because, see, we, we have an eternal God that we worship. We have an eternal Savior, Jesus Christ, that we have invited into our hearts or that we should have invited into our hearts that's living within us. John chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. I want to read these to you. It says, And Moses 
lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in Him will have eternal life. You get it? Everyone that believes in Him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. That means that whenever this external, whenever this mortal body, whenever it ceased to exist, that we begin to breathe our first in heaven in an immortal body that will, it, that will last forever. That will last forever. So I pose this to you this morning. That whenever you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, whenever you accepted Him, you stepped into eternity. Do you picture that? Each and every one of us that have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the moment that we do that, we have stepped into Eternal life. Now wait a minute, Pastor. How in the world is that? There again, we have this immortal body, right? So we are, or, or this, this mortal body. So we are there, but not quite yet. We're there because Jesus Christ lives within us. Jesus Christ is eternal, right? And if Jesus Christ is living within us, then, that, then we are eternal. But we still have this mortal body. So we're in eternity, but not quite yet. Now, if you, don't, if you don't believe me, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, I just threw Andrew and them all into a panic. Not in order. 1 Peter 1, 23. For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever. Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Wow. This new life that we enter into as believers in Jesus Christ, it's different from the old life. It's different from the old life because we can now live eternal because of who's living within us. But it's different from the old life because we're not living and doing the same things that we used to do. We have changed because of Jesus Christ living in us. So here's something else for you. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says this. The world was formless and empty of the waters. 
Here's the Holy Spirit in the beginning, before time began, eternal. But wait a minute. In 1 John chapter 6, verse 63, it says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort can accomplish nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Wow. All three. The triune God. God, eternal, before time began, created everything out of nothing. Gave us His Son that was there in the beginning. The Word was God. The Word was with God. In the very beginning, His eternal Son gave Him to us to walk on this earth, to die on the cross so that we would be able to have a right relationship with God Almighty. As we ask for forgiveness of our sins, And the Holy Spirit that guides and directs us is guiding and directing us into eternity. You know, life is endless even after death. Because of Jesus Christ. This whole series has started from John chapter, uh, 1 John chapter 4 verses 7 through 21. Where it talks about God is love. And because of God's love for us. We can live for eternity. Because He is an eternal God. By us experiencing God's love, and as believers in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we obey His commands to love God and to love our with all of our heart, with all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength, and then love our neighbors likewise. And by loving Him and by receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are victorious over sin and over death. That we live for eternity. This world that we live in, it is corrupt. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 31, through, verses 31 and 32, it kind of reads in this way. It's about the final judgment or the judgment day or the day of the sheep and the goats. It says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before Him And he will separate the people one from another as a sheep separates the goats. 
the ones that believe in him, the righteous ones, from the ones that do not believe in him, the unrighteous. The unrighteous will be sent into a fiery lake of punishment for eternity. The righteous, the ones that believe in him, will spend eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven. We will spend eternity in one place or the other. In Matthew 25, 46, it says, And there will, and they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. We have the opportunity to choose today on where we will spend eternity. We choose it today. Talk to you about God being eternal and the scriptures that backs up God's eternity. God is everlasting. My very favorite, my most favorite passage of scripture in the entire book or the entire Bible right here in Titus chapter 1 verse 2 this truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life so did you get it this truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life so what is this truth it goes and says which God who does not lie, promised before the world began. So the truth that is given to us is that if we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we will live for eternity. I feel that's missed something just a little bit this morning. Whenever we look at this, the L for love is simply love. But it can't be simple love because it's love that comes from God and God is outside of time and space. Therefore, we can't truly comprehend how great His love is for us. But he gives us an inkling or an understanding of how great his love is for us whenever he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die for our sins while we were still lost and dying in this world. Every single thing that's about us drives us away from God, but yet He is going to draw us unto Him even, because we, even though we don't deserve that drawing. His love for us gave us Jesus Christ, and because Jesus Christ died on the cross, we have salvation. And because of that salvation, 
And because of the love that he has for us, we obey the commands of God. We follow the things that he has for us to do. We love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And we love others likewise. We don't do that because of anything that we've done. Remember in Peter, I'm sorry, in John 6, see, it's, it's, it's not by anything that we've done, but it's by everything that he's done. We don't, we don't love him out of obligation. We love him because he loved us first and we obey that. And because we obey, we can be victorious. Right? But the victory is, is over sin, but it's also over death. Because we now have an eternal God living within us. Do you not see how all of this revolves around God's love for us? The eternity, the eternal life that we are able to live is because God loves us. It's not because I did anything great. It's because of His love for me. Because His love is outside of time and space. It is greater than we could ever comprehend that it freely gives us this eternal life. There's absolutely nothing that God can do or can't do. I said it wrong, so I'm going to say it again. There's absolutely nothing that God cannot do. But God chooses not to force us to love Him. We have to choose to love Him. That's how great His love is. Kind of sounds strange. His love is so great. That he's not going to force me to love him. His love is so great. That whenever we didn't deserve eternal life. He gave it to us anyway. Oh man. But whenever we look at this. Titus tells us that we need to have confidence in this truth. So what is the confidence in this truth? What does it look like? What is it talking about? The confidence in this truth is, is that whenever we walk down the street, we should not be ashamed of the gospel. We only should worry, that, I tell you this, the only thing that we should worry about is what would destroy our soul, not what destroys our body. We want this immortal body to be destroyed so that we could live for eternity with God, right? Now, I'm not getting the bus up today. It's not sitting out in the parking lot. But we've got to be ready for it. 
we actually shouldn't be ashamed and be trying to protect it. That was important in these days. I, I just thought about this. Whenever the Gospel of John was written, it says it was written to the third generation. The life expectancy of a Christian in those days was no more than 30 years. Because they knew that whenever they gave their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they were going to be persecuted for that belief. And they were willing to follow that all the way to the death. Back in the old, 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 old days, in the scriptural days, to know that it was safe to be able to talk to someone about Christ, they would make a mark in the sand. How many of y'all know what that mark is? It turned out to be a fish, but it was a half circle. And if they were a believer, they would make that same circle, which would turn into the fish. And then they would be able to talk freely about God. Now, how many of you today have gone into one of those new subdivisions looking at the new homes? Y'all gone into those? There, there's one right off of Springdale. I, I, I think I want to move in there, but they're, yeah, those houses are really too expensive. But you know what? They're putting the houses closer to the road now. Do you remember why the houses were so close to the road whenever the older houses, why they were built so close to the road? So that in the evening times, whenever you were sitting on your front porch, you'd be able to talk to the people as they walked down the street. They could hear you. See, we need to get back to that. It says here that we should have confidence in the eternal life that God's given to us. So in other words, I'm not worried about what happens to this physical body, but I'm worried about what happens to this soul. I'm worried about what's going to happen whenever I die on this earth, whenever I breathe my last breath here and I breathe my first in eternity, what am I going to hear? What are those words that I'm going to hear? Am I going to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? Or am I going to hear, I don't, I'm sorry, but I have never known you. And spend eternity in the fiery lake. Or spend eternity with God the Father. Oh, but look at this. Think about this. I, I'm really, I hope y'all, I'm excited. I hope y'all are coming with me. Because whenever we go back into Acts and we look at the original church, what happens? Marcus cooks mean chili. And mean chili as in it's really good. I could go to Marcus's house once a week and eat that chili. But you know what? Every time that I went to Marcus's house and I got chili, I'd also get a mouthful of the gospel. We cannot be afraid to speak the gospel. Oh man, 
the church and discipleship started in homes. And then they would come together on Sundays and they would celebrate the lives that believed in Jesus Christ throughout the week. And they would celebrate coming together and worshiping God Almighty. Wow. Wanda back there, she cooked some really good uh, salmon patties. Oh, man. Last time that I was there and I ate salmon patties, I got three of them to take home. And Gene said, if I would have known he was going to take those home, I would have eaten them. I, I hear Bob talking about the breakfasts that he gets in the morning. One of these days, I'm going to show up for breakfast. No, wait a minute. He gets up at the sunrise. It might be brunch that I show up for. But the thing about this is, even though we don't feel like it, as believers... We're already living in eternity because Jesus Christ lives within us. And we should live that life today in that confidence. Now, it doesn't mean that we should be foolish and run out in front of a bus. We should live that life as if we are emboldened by, by worshiping an eternal God. Because there is no one like him and there will never ever be anyone like him or as powerful or as loving as he is. Because of him, we have eternity living within us. So this morning... Love, L, is God's love for us. Because of God's love for us, we have salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Because of that salvation of His Son, through Jesus Christ, as we believe in Him, we love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And we love our neighbors likewise. And because of that, we obey that command that God has given to us. And through the obedience of that command, we live victorious over sin and death. Meaning that I don't have to sin every day. Most days I do, but I don't have to. I have the choice because Jesus Christ lives within me. And Jesus Christ lived this life on earth sinless. And because of his sinless life living within me, I do not have to sin. But also because of that, we are victorious over death. Because Jesus Christ rose from the grave. Whoo, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father. So that we can live for eternity. So that we can live for eternity. So today, I challenge you. To live a life, as Titus chapter 1 verse 2 says, this truth gives them confidence.
that they have eternal life. Live. Live a life. Live it in truth because we have eternity living in us. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the words that you have given to us. I thank you for the scriptures that we have gone through today. God, I thank you for the eternal life that you have provided for me. That you have provided for me. I haven't done anything for it. It's through your Son, Jesus Christ, that we have this eternal life. God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us today to live emboldened by the eternal life that is living within us. In Jesus' name, amen.